0: from Operation Tube Top, and I'm back with Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Hello, Tova. So, tonight we are doing a, I guess it would be a very late Canadian Thanksgiving. And a very early American Thanksgiving. Yeah, not that early. A couple days. Huh, whatever. Whatever. So, I'm going to test the sound, and we'll be right back. Okay, so we are back at Deborah's place, and what are we having for dinner tonight?
1: We are having roast chicken and mashed potatoes. Yes. No, not
0: mashed, roasted. <laughs> no roasted. I hate mashed, mashed potatoes. How can you hate mashed potatoes? So you grossed.
1: didn't tell me there no mashed potatoes. No roast potatoes. I specifically wrote roast potatoes. Are we having a fight on Thanksgiving? I am thankful <laughs> that we have communication <laughs> so
0: honest and clear. I we can How can you I've always hated mashed potatoes. My dad hates mashed. I hate mashed potatoes. Sorry, when you said my dad hates, uh, it plots me back to what I'm doing with the primary
1: school kids right mm-hmm. now. Anyway, okay, a little song, my, my Spice, and I'm not going to sing it for you. I like their little ears, I like their little teeth, but then my mom hates mashed
0: potatoes. Mashed potatoes, my, my dad hates mashed potatoes. I don't know, no, they're going to be roasted, they'll be yummy. Okay I'm getting a look I'm getting a look It's still going to be good Roast potatoes are good But you didn't say Roast potatoes I probably just said Potatoes But I'm not going to Make
1: mashed potatoes I hate mashed potatoes It's gross She also doesn't eat oh, Raw tomato
0: Yeah that's That's okay Because I eat hers Yeah. out Anywhere So does Sarah at work When <laughs> <laughs> I make a sandwich She always has my tomatoes um, We're also having Stuffing Yes we are right. And uh, Cornbread Yeah And Pumpkin pie Yeah Oh but let's talk about Pumpkin pie for a minute Tovamar. Okay, tell me about your pumpkin pie. Tovamar managed to get
1: some pumpkin in a can because it's classy. but pumpkin in a can. I mean this is this is Vienna. There's pumpkin <laughs> in a can. so I'm all excited. it gets delivered to me earlier in the week. but today I have the pie shell prepared. I have the
0: spices ready to go.
1: And I have coconut milk baked only because I had leftover coconut milk.
0: You put coconut uh, milk in the pumpkin pie?
1: What? You hate coconut milk too? No, I love it. Okay, That's I just remembered that. And uh, no, I had it because the last time I had Thanksgiving, which was about a week and a half ago or so, um, I have a lactose intolerant person.
0: Oh, okay. You you had lactose intolerance, and I was like, we don't know anything about <laughs> each, <laughs> each other. Happy <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hate potatoes, You can't know. have lactose. No, no, no. One of my regular
1: guests. Um, is lactose intolerant, so I made pumpkin pie because she loves it. Well, I love it too. Are we kidding? But I had leftover coconut milk, so I used that. She but, that. Oh yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm all excited because it's pumpkin in a can. The last time I saw a pumpkin in the can was 2006. It is now 2017. long time. That's a long time, so I was pretty excited about this pumpkin in a can, so I go to open it and notice there's no tab on top of it and something you should know if you're listening from outside of Vienna is Vienna is extremely civilized in a lot of ways, and one of the ways in which they are civilized is that when you do, when you can find canned goods, they have a pull tab Mm -hmm. on top, so you don't need a can opener. So, in the spirit of Purging and uh, Marie Kondo and everything else. I got rid of my piece of crap uh, can opener ages ago because I... And I told Deborah uh, that, you know, Christmas is
0: Christmas around the corner. <laughs> yes, well, practical gifts are always welcome. Yeah, all gifts are always welcome. Yes. So what did you have to do instead of using pumpkin in the can? I had to take... Un- what was...
1: UFP, an identity, well it's not foreign, an (laughs) foreign object, Mm -hmm. I had to actually get pumpkin itself uh, from the (laughs) market, but you can't tell here what kind of pumpkin it is because it's all just grievous, and so, yeah, I'm not quite sure what kind it could be, I don't know, it's going to be like spaghetti squash in there, yummy. It looks amazing, it's going to taste amazing, but yeah, I had to spend hours, hours I tell you, Roasting that pumpkin, yeah. so she's. I feel sh- very guilty. I noticed when I went to blend up the pumpkin that I roasted then scraped out of the skin, um, and then added the coconut milk and the mm-hmm. spices, which I had to grind in my coffee grinder, but I didn't clean it out. You're practically Jewish up. right and, now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's gonna have a coffee flare because I just.
0: I'm didn't looking forward to it. No, I like to grind the spices because like I only it. had
1: whole cloves and whole nutmeg and whole. Spice, it's going to be like what our
0: forefathers did for Thanksgiving.
1: They used their coffee grinder, (laughs) drawn coffee grinder, (laughs) to grind up those spices which come from North America. I read that in the Bible, (laughs) says the Jewish
0: woman. (laughs) How do you mean the Torah? The Torah, you need to okay. So, this is our Thanksgiving special. Um, Thanksgiving has is controversial, uh, because of um, indigenous people, First Nations, and the Americans go all out for Thanksgiving, and Americans have their Thanksgiving in uh, November, it's the second to last Thursday of November, Canadians have it the second Monday, Monday of October. October, and as my father always says, because at least the ground's not frozen and you can still harvest stuff. I thought you were going to say you can still bury the dead bodies <laughs> of the family that annoy you. Well, then <laughs> don't have to wait till spring, it's yeah. pretty thaw. We just cremate. Oh um, warmer so, that way. But Deborah told me that Thanksgiving actually the origins are from Canada. So this might be a very political podcast. So Deborah, tell me the story that you want to tell me. I don't know the story.
1: Well, yeah, it's just that it started in Canada. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the, the, end. End. <laughs> the end. And Americans uh Took the tradition about sixty four sixty five. Let me see. I I did look it up earlier because yeah. I knew that, but I wanted the actual facts mm-hmm. so that haters can. Oh boy, this is going to be. I know. Four sorry, forty three years later. So in um, uh, Sir Martin Furbisher, mm-hmm. we're in Newfoundland in fifteen seventy eight. Good year. Good year. Good vintage. And uh, so that was the year that thank the first Thanksgiving was in Canada, and 43 years later, the U.S. Um, had their first official, sort of, we were giving thanks for bringing, I don't know, I was going to say scabies, scurvy, scabies, something yeah. starting with ass scarlet uh, fever. Hudson Bay blankets. <laughs> oh, I have a Hudson's Bay
0: towel. Mm. I like them. Oh, no. I can't. No, yeah. Oh. Nah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, okay, so... How did the Americans find out about the Canadian Thanksgiving? So I don't think they have yet. Oh, sorry. Was oh, that a real oh, question? Oh, oh. oh burn. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Um, so what was the Canadian Thanksgiving like? I mean, there was no Tim Hortons, no hockey. Do you know what it was like? Cold? The dude landed
1: in Newfoundland. Oh, he was probably pretty happy at that point. Sorry. Probably I should turn off my, my phone here. such a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the one you did with Oliver, mm-hmm. and it was so professional, <laughs> and I thought, oh, wow, we've got a long <laughs> way to go. <laughs> my phone is dinging in it's the middle. It's fine. It's fine. It's Natalie. And so, you know, I'm sure that Natalie. Good. We're going to talk about you. Natalie after. Oh,
0: we'll talk about Natalie after. Um, um, so, it was...
1: Really? But Sir Martin Frobisher sure, was a British explorer, and he landed in Newfoundland, and... Um, had a basically a gratitude celebration. Speaking of, okay, you mentioned on one of your podcasts, mm-hmm. I don't listen to them, but. Yeah, um, I, mean, I don't know afterwards, yeah. You said something about. um no, I forgot. Sorry, train to left the station. Okay. Um, hmm. Mm, hmm. Read my mind.
0: Read my mind. You we are really good at that. Was I talking about gratitude? Gratitude. No, oh, I was talking about gratitude. We will do what I'm thankful for afterwards. We'll okay. We'll do the whole like be right. After several. Why can I? Maybe I haven't had enough wine. Yeah. Okay, I
1: can't remember.
0: Squirrel, squirrel. Oh, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to you. So, Thanksgiving in my family, because we were abroad often, we didn't usually do it. <laughs> she was abroad. I was abroad. Uh, so we, I was often invited to American friends' houses, and you'd have all the trimmings, all the big stuff, and what we would do in my family is. When we were in Canada, we'd go to my godmother's place. She has this beautiful cottage in Quebec, and my mother would make the turkey. There'd be a lot of swearing, Tom, we forgot this. And then my dad would, Tony. It was fun. And <laughs> we'd go for a long walk, beautiful fall colors. It's October, you're not freezing yet. And then we'd have this great dinner. So typically, we would have like maybe some turkey <laughs> stuffing, potatoes, not mashed. Not mashed, not mashed. Not mashed. Um, oh, actually, I think one year my mom made mashed. Because she loves mashed potatoes, and my sister and my brother do. And my dad and I would have roasted potatoes. Um, But it was just a really nice excuse for the family to get together. What did you and your 300 siblings do for Thanksgiving?
1: My 300 siblings
0: and I... Oh, sorry. By the way, if you did not listen to the first podcast with Deborah, she has 16 brothers and sisters. And they're all older and live far away. Yeah.
1: And, um... On purpose. Just kidding, I love you. They They didn't all leave you left. (laughs) Oh, right, good point. (laughs) Self preservation. Columbus. 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 (laughs) What did I bring to Austria (laughs) except style and charm and wit? So we had the, we would have an earlier meal, so Mm -hmm. not usual dinner time, but a bit Mm -hmm. earlier because you need to digest all that tryptophan and so on in the turkey. Mm -hmm. And um, so we, would have mashed potatoes mm-hmm. and a selenium mm-hmm. and we would have um, uh, turkey mm-hmm. stuffing mm-hmm. and usually some vegetables on the side but we didn't really do the the yams or the sweet
0: mm-hmm. potatoes that's more of an American thing I think so yeah, but it should be a Canadian thing I love yams let's delicious pecans oh, on top um, yeah. yeah not mm-hmm. marshmallows that's just Mm-hmm. That's statement too far. Yeah. And we don't have cranberry sauce because Debra offered to make real cranberry sauce. And I went, because uh, uh, I made my second ever
1: real cranberry sauce mm-hmm. because the first time I made it, I was still living in Vancouver and I found this extremely complicated recipe. And Vancouver is a major producer of uh, the world's cranberries. And um, so, you know, there's cranberries a go-go. And so I have this incredibly complex recipe with... You know, zest of the perfect orange and zest of lemon and this and that and was super complex and it turned out beautifully, but I just remembered it being really annoying. And at that time, I would I was working in the hotel business and we would have what we we that's the mm-hmm. we mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I mm-hmm. I
1: would host uh, beggars and orphans Thanksgiving for all of my colleagues who couldn't travel home for Thanksgiving because they were. Working shift work like mm-hmm. I was, so I would just pick a day. I thought you just
0: like being a good person, but <laughs> no. It's not always Turkey,
1: and uh, <laughs> So figures and orphans were my colleagues and friends who uh, were far away from family at Thanksgiving, either by choice or by work <laughs> Sorry, or offering for sh- to take shifts to stay away from family. And uh, so I would host at my place, and so this was incredibly complicated. And I just had this in my head that. Cranberry sauce was so hard. Yeah, because we usually
0: well we usually so we, get in a can. Oh yeah. I love canned cranberry I have, sauce. Uh, I, mean, I should have gotten you some, I'm sorry, but you don't even know. <laughs> so we gonna it next year. Next year and next year. Surprise, guess know. what I'm thinking? <laughs> <no> <laughs> cranberry sauce. And
1: uh well, can opener. And uh, so yeah, no, I love that canned cranberry sauce. It comes out like, with all the breeches on it. It's, yeah. kind of, it's gelatinous. I don't it's, like it quite. Can. Ropes.
0: And yeah. I don't like to mix my, my, my fruit and my meat. I don't like... I it just bothers me. <laughs> I have well, it's issues. issues. It's
1: like me and ice cream and raspberries. It's the most disgusting combination. I don't like
0: any Fruits. How often does that happen to you? I'm <laughs> from Berryland. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a chocolate.
1: No, but it's, yeah. a chocolate should, no, it's no, a certain it. chocolate. I don't like that. Oh, no, 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 do no, no, don't do it. No, they're
0: the only thing I can have are the Yogoretta. Those are like the... What's this? What is this thing you speak of? It's chocolate with, like, a strawberry cream inside, and I usually hate any type of combination of fruit and chocolate, except for fondue. That I can that That's... Well, that's different. That's different. <laughs> I just hold my own saliva. I just choked on my
1: own saliva. I'm like, ooh. Ooh.
0: Yeah, that's, that's good. Part. That's good. But otherwise, I don't like fruit and chocolate. I just think it's, you know... Keep them apart. Except, what about nuts? Glossettes. Oh... Um. A raisin. Well, Glace yes. the Canadian because in the States it's raisiness. The dipped I hate raisins. But when they're dipped in chocolate what? no raw tomatoes, no bacon. I, I have am, food um, problems. I have I am very picky. I've got nine <laughs> food is <laughs> I all of them. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean I I do something funny for Thanksgiving, the American Thanksgiving, because I think when you grow up watching kind of films and T V shows about Thanksgiving, uh, I, I love the Thanksgivings I have with my parents, uh, but it's very Americanized. It's become a big holiday, and I remember watching TV shows where they would have, um, you know, the family getting together, I and mean, then there's always this high stress, and I think that, like, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, I will be at work on Thursday. And what I would probably do is find the live stream of the Macy's Day Parade. Oh. Which is always nice. And then I always turn on a football game. You watch football? Yeah. I love I sports. Do. I know. I, I don't think do. I've <laughs> ever talked before. I know. <laughs> I don't know this woman. She's in my kitchen. Get her out. Well, get know, her out after she's cooked for me. Guess, no, how do you what? I love sports. But football is that a sport? Yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen their trousers? <laughs> I like those <laughs> I like tight ends. I like American football. Um, I think this is my, it's a comfort Weird. thing. It's a comfort thing. It's always, I grew up, my dad would always put on some game, and I, I love sports. Okay. <laughs> my, my very dear friend Sean was visiting me in
1: Vancouver, mm-hmm. and he said to me, let's go to this game, mm-hmm. it's my treat, and I just want to see BC Place. Mhm. And I thought he meant the BC Lions mm-hmm. place in some tournament, like do well. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was talking about the stadium. Yeah, I want to see BC place, and I'm like, I thought you weren't a BC fan. I thought you were. I don't know. Does Alberta have a team? Pretty sure, but they can only only play for two weeks of the year. Good point. And frozen uh, <laughs> ground can't bury. Can't, <laughs> can't bury bodies. You can't have a harvest. <laughs> can't. I oh, that's what I was going to tell you earlier. Yeah, anyway, okay. <laughs> okay, get back to that. So I said, well, I don't, you know, he's a very dear friend and um, was then still is. And I said, okay, well, I don't understand Canadian, well, Canadian football is played on a bigger field, but anyway, whatever. Um, and they have health insurance. And <laughs> they have health insurance for those concussions. <laughs> and so I just don't get the game. And he said, no worries, I'll explain it to you. And I'm an open-minded kind of gal. Yeah. No, I'm not. That's a total lie. <laughs> but anyway, I pretend to be a, an open-minded type of person, and mm-hmm. uh, so I go with him. Mm-hmm. And we're at BC Place, the stadium. And so Even I, I knew that
0: was a stadium.
1: Well, I lived there, and I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, no, but the way he said it, I want to see BC Place. Right. I get that. Okay, I see that. And I'm like, ah, oh. okay. Go, mm-hmm. well, me too. Mm-hmm. BC Lions. rah-rah-rah. Roar, roar. I don't rah, know. Rah. Anyway, so uh, we go there, and he's, and I'm like totally confused. I'm, I'm, why is it, why are they running in this direction, and then they're running in that direction? And he's like starting to explain, and he's like, well, it's like, go! <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't understand what happened, and
0: I'm like, what happened? What happened? He's like, well, well,
1: well, and then he's out of his seat, and he's screaming, yeah I don't know, do this or do that, I don't know, I'm like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was impossible because it seemed like random things were happening. Mm -hmm. Men in tight trousers were running in one direction, then in another direction, and it seemed like something out of, I don't know, Lewis Carroll. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Toba, you do like Lewis Carroll, don't you? Whatever. Who's Lewis Carroll, she asks. Alice in Wonderland. Oh, that good. I do yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. But it, it seems like, is this not the white rabbit just running to and fro? Like, I don't understand the game. <laughs> okay, we're going to get total <laughs> haters. <laughs> so yes. I remember the story that I was going to tell you before. Okay. So oh, sorry. we have yep. Canadian Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which was first. And then we had American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, we and had the, the slaughter of innocent people. Yes. 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 And then we, um, then I moved to
1: Austria, and I hear about this
0: festival. Ah, yes,
1: the Entedank Fest. (laughs) Now, for those of you who don't speak German, which is including me, I mixed up the word Ente, which is harvest, and Ente, which is duck. (laughs) And I thought, why are they thankful for ducks? So I thought it was a Duck, thank Thank And it's
0: anta, which means harvest. Gratitude for the Harvest Festival. Yeah, anyway. No, that was like martini gonzola that you drank martinis with it.
1: Well, yeah, I had no idea. And no. I thought, do they take a goose and they soak it? Like, I've heard of beer chicken. Yeah. Like, where you roast chicken in beer,
0: beer. Or the beer can chicken. Where you, What's that? <laughs> Have we never had conversations before? We've never you, talked. Do you stick... A chicken carcass onto a beer can. Why? And then you barbecue it. I guess it, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't barbecue. So you like, you, apparently you're supposed to, it's supposed to be a conduit of heat. Maybe it's like a La Berger, where like the beer goes oh, up I where La I just going. I bought one, by the way. You bought one? Yeah. I, uh, yes, uh, coffee cat? Yes. Coffee cat. No, I finally bought one. Where did um, you get it? Um, Handels. On Vita Hauptstrasse. Cool. And it's terrifying. I know this the big flame. The big flame, and I didn't tell the husband about it, and then he walked into the kitchen one day, and there's a huge <laughs> flame coming up <laughs> from the left. This is actually just two days ago. And he's, I'm telling him a story, and he doesn't want to interrupt me because he's scared of me. So he's just kind of looking yeah. at the flame and then looks at me and then looks at the flame like, it's fine, don't worry. <laughs> and then he walked out. <laughs> Ooh. So, we're going to take a quick break, check on the squash pie. Huh. <laughs> we think it's a squash. We're squashed on the just, best here. It's probably like a large onion. <laughs> and we will be right back to talk about more uh, things, because so I've got some questions for Deborah. We're going to have some fun quotes that we're going to dissect. We are. Damn straight, we are. And uh, we'll be right back. Okay, so we're back, and we now have the chicken in the oven. The pie is out. Potatoes on the stove. Stuffing in the crock pot. Perfect. I think that Thanksgiving should just be two people. It's ideal. It's ideal. We both have tasks. It's, we're doing well. Well, Tova assigned the tasks <laughs>
1: because she's very direct. I
0: am direct. No, I'm bossy. Not. No, I'm not bossy. Go in and get wine and ice cream. <laughs> she barked at me when I was outside trying to tell her story. Yeah, I was like, no talking now. <laughs> Let's go. I just, I think I delegate well. <laughs> We're calling it <laughs> delegation now. I think it's a bossy booth. Nazis called it too. Oh, oh, anyway. So, moving on. Moving on. So, I thought we would have a bit of an intellectual discussion, which is not going to happen. First time ever. So, I wrote down a couple of quotes that I thought we could kind of talk about. And they're, I think they Gretchen Rubin. God, no. No, not Gretchen <laughs> Rubin, because she takes pictures of birds. Bluebirds and happiness. I really like Gretchen like Rubin. I actually don't really have anything against her. I just think that I started reading the book and I was not reading. like... think the lady doth protest too much? No. I was in a place where I was like, oh, yes, happiness. And I start reading about what seems like a dream life. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to read this right now. I'm, no. No. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So I actually told you this quote last week or two weeks ago. We talked about it. But we did. We did. You'll know this one. So it's a quote that I read. It's very simple. Quotation that I read. Um, It's only four words. Hurt people hurt people. That's a good one. That's deep. That's a deep
1: one. That is a deep one. I like that one a lot. I like that one. It ties into what I believe firmly, and it popped out of my mouth in a moment of truth. um, Yes. Which is, and I've quoted you on that before. Yeah, so we talked about it last podcast as well, um, that happy people aren't mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, hurt people hurt people. So I don't think that's always the case. Okay. Um, but I think people who hurt people are hurt people. But I don't think
0: that just because somebody is hurt means that they hurt other people. Because no, it's, no. It's, it's supposed to be like if somebody's out, going out of the way to hurt somebody. They That's think. a nice
1: Thanksgiving theme.
0: You them I them? am thankful. Well, I hope hurt families families are gathered around <laughs> listening to the podcast. They <laughs> eat their turkey and they're about to.
1: Families manage. are gathered around. It sounds. Families. It sounds like you're talking
0: about Little Women. Yes, family. And Meg is knitting in the corner, <laughs> and <laughs> Joe is I don't know doing something dangerous. Always reminds me of the time this doctor came over, like we had the emergency call doctor come by, and my had a super high fever. And the doctor was like, why are you so scared of fevers? And I'm like, did you never read Little Woman? <laughs> what happened to Beth? Beth died because of a fever. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> Next, <laughs> we'll talk about Bambi. <laughs> Ulysses. Um,
0: so. Oh, Ulysses. Ooh, yes.
1: We're bringing in the Greeks. Yeah, we're not going to talk to the Greeks. Disney. Disney. Um. I oh. thought <laughs> <laughs> well, that was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're funny sometimes. I am. I'm laughing at her, not with her
0: no. now. See, her people hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me your uh, theory because I just see the potatoes might be boiling, so keep talking about oh, her, no. people. her people. Oh, hurt people. Okay, I'm going to get biblical.
1: No. Talk. Um, it's not in the Torah, uh, it's in the New Testament. Okay. Um, but the sins of the fathers oh, is a concept okay. that it. Um, Watch out for the leg of my table. Yeah, professional. Podcast. The sins of my table, banging <laughs> your legs. Um, I I think that um, in the case of the sins of the fathers, in that concept, uh, when people haven't addressed issues from their past and understood their triggers and understood the hurts that might have been mm-hmm. visited upon them, okay. I think that uh, if they are unaware and and don't deliberately Seek understanding, okay. then they are condemned to repeat the, the mistakes that have been ongoing through families. For example, so
0: sins of the father doesn't mean that your father did something. No, bad. it's it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, look.
1: look what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to do with like someone
0: that went to Bible school.
1: <laughs> the sins of the
0: forefathers.
1: That's very Thanksgiving, us.
0: Ah yes. Yeah. So. so typhoid
1: <laughs> scarlet fever raping pillaging yes the sins of the fathers. oh we could talk about all sorts of sins of okay, okay, the fathers in the terms tea. of thanksgiving uh, and oh, oh that's oh, huh.
0: later later
1: <laughs> when we're not recording we'll delve into that
0: um, or we'll talk about other people <laughs> <laughs> hurt people hurt, hurt people. people what's your theory on that um I think it's very true I think we were talking before, we were recording about how um, you trust everybody. And we're very, both of us are happy people. This I have concluded. We are both very happy people, right?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't speak through my grin. <laughs> yeah. we're both, yeah, of, of course, course we, are, we are both prone to happiness. Yeah, and I think people can be prone to unhappiness. Yes. And, uh, but I think both of us are genuinely genuinely prone to happiness and not (laughs) well in your case yes (laughs) (laughs) no but I think you know many many years ago I was living in England Mm -hmm. and um, it was a very good time but a very difficult time at the same time it's a great learning experience and a wonderful life experience but I had a couple of people who were a little bit Caustic mm. towards me all the time, and I didn't understand why. Hi everybody, hi,
0: hi. <laughs> I'm a Canada. Hi. How you doing? Uh, I hate tea, <laughs>
1: but I love custard. <laughs> I love custard. I gained so much weight there; it was unbelievable. Anyway, custard—I could like bathe in that. stuff.
0: disgusting. Oh no, man. Oh, I custard is it. yum. Okay, tell me more about why people hated you, I England. Check out the potatoes. Why do people
1: hate you, Debra? <laughs> um, but I, on a couple of notable occasions, and I was quite young, so it was, you know, more important to me then than it perhaps would be now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been accused of looking at life through rose-colored glasses, mm-hmm. rose colored glasses. And I glasses. rose <laughs> or <poured> rose <laughs> colored glasses. Bible school, really
0: can drink right there. There we go. Even though it's here. Would you like more wine, Deborah? Hell yeah.
1: Yay. <laughs> uh, so this um pause while we pour. No, no, you can keep going. Um I gave that a lot of thought, or as my dear friend says, <laughs> she made up a word with her sister, ponderosity. Oh right. <laughs> I think that's fine. I um, give it some ponderosity. But it I flagged that mentally and I thought that's pretty rude. <laughs>
0: um, and I don't look like, I'm sorry, I just have this whole like, I'm a where... cynical cow. Like, um,
1: just because I deliberately choose to not weigh myself down with um, negativity mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm unaware of it and doesn't mean I'm thinking about it. And uh, why is a deliberate choice to positivity considered Less real than to make it a bias towards negativity, and I think this is a, a false dichotomy mm-hmm. that if happy people are stupid. Yes, yes. that happy people are naive. Mm-hmm. Happy people don't understand the real troubles of the world, and I find that a false dichotomy. And this is the same big words on this podcast <laughs> dichotomy. What big words did we use last time? It was really fun. Oh. Did I ever tell you about the time I read for um, hello,
0: squirrel? So <laughs>
1: the romance is in a row.
0: Yes. Go back
1: Um, to your house. No, I will in a minute. I never read one before and I did a degree in English literature and I was so burnt out with literature and it killed my joy in reading for many years. Yeah, anyway. Uh, But I was so burnt out from delving incredibly deeply into text and if I ever hear that phrase... The Marxist-feminist approach to literature, probably slash, well, not not my wrists, but somebody else's wrists. Mm. (laughs) And uh, so, I read four Hallowkins in a row. I bought them for 25 cents at an outdoor scale. I've never read one before or after, but I bought four for 25 cents each because I was walking by, and I'm like, that's what I'm going to read. And because literature would be damned, And I took them home. I read, burn through them in like an hour, all four. And I made an observation that it was this spectacularly simple sentence structure, um, basic plot that repeats. And then about three to four times per harlequin, Mm -hmm. they would throw in a four-syllable word. Yeah. And so quintessential, well quintessential. Yeah, that's four syllables. (laughs) I can think about that. Quintessential was one. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um, simple language, simple language, simple language, simple language, quintessential. Mm-hmm. And it leaps off the page. And then the next one was penultimate, which means second from the last. Know. And so it's the
0: most bizarre thing. Mm-hmm. It's utterly fascinating. I'm going to write a one, one day. It's literally easy. You have to have bulging, <laughs> you need throbbing, throbbing. You need heaving, Oh heaving bosoms, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh bodice. Are yeah. bodices ripped? Um I think they stopped doing the bodice ripping. I don't yeah, know. yeah I I
1: picked up was a Was it in the it was a quintessential uh, aspect to Yeah, but that was the penultimate too. The <laughs> bodice development. Yeah. But seriously, I I bet you I could pump one out in like two weeks and make like five grand or something. No, I don't pay that much.
0: I actually looked it up
1: once you? Yeah. to pay about five hundred dollars.
0: Yeah. What if I threw in two big words for mm, 550. No, I looked at that once and I was like, oh, okay, okay, right. right, right no. But
1: still, if you think of it as a side hustle, we should write a hard one to it together. We could. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be fun. We're not using my name. <laughs> no, we're not
0: using my name. We'll use, okay. we'll use my husband's name. Giggies. <laughs> <laughs> very valid point that when people say you're a happy person ergo you're dumb and yes I am dumb. <laughs> yes oh okay. um, yeah no I mean I have no issues with knowing my shortcomings and you're short my, I'm short and okay never mind um so <laughs> my my friend said the other day this I thought was a very valid um point she said and I agreed completely with her she was like have a hard time with people who can't laugh at themselves. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very important that we can find our own faults and that we can laugh at ourselves. Laugh at your faults. Yeah, you all the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> like it's like a mushroom. We talked about that last time. But I it think never gets old. But I think when somebody gets so hurt about things, well, first of all, it's obviously something that. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, and we were talking about how certain people get angry about things that you didn't think is something to be angry about. And somebody said that he remembers his mom saying to him, like, she'd be totally normal, and then say, oh, I'm doing laundry, do you have anything else? And he goes, well, I've got some socks in my bedroom, and then she freaks out. Like, what was it that triggered her to be so angry and so upset? And I think there's all those... Heaping boy socks. That would make me triggered. I think... No, there's obviously more to what made her upset. I think. (laughs) Obviously. Uh, Yes, the heaving socks in the bedroom uh, or... Oh, believe it. But I think it's... um, There are certain things that make people angry, but when people are automatically defensive... uh, you know, it's difficult to know the backstory, and I try to be yeah. understanding, but then sometimes I'm just like, suck it up, cupcake. Right? Yeah. 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 No, I'm with mm-hmm.
1: you. Yeah. You know, okay, I, told and I earlier today we were talking about um, something that I was talking about even earlier today <laughs> <laughs> with a friend, and I had talked last week with another friend um, about people who are hypersensitive, mm-hmm. and... Um, I am not against I'm not against sensitivity, although I don't have much of it. You but do, you do when I judge it worthy. Um, but there's a, a category of people who are so thin skinned that they use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, in university in psychology, I learned the term learned helplessness. Mm. And that resonated with me because I know people who have learned
0: helplessness. Oh, is that like when uh, my husband pretended to not use an iron and he held it up to his face? And I can't say that word, by the way, properly. The thing that makes your clothes not... The um, iron? Yeah, I have a hard time saying that word.
1: I have a hard time saying a lot of words in German, but iron is an English was... It's a
0: tough word. Anyway, iron. he pretended iron. he couldn't use it and he held it up to his face... And he was like, Is this how you use it? And then I started doing his shirts. I don't do that anymore. I can't say that word. I say Iron, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a hard time She ate smashed
0: potatoes and she says Iron. I say Iron. I can't say the word. Iron. I don't know why. I was, it's on the wall. My Chica. name is Ron.
1: I, Ron Iron. I, I can't say the word. Honestly, do declare. Like, what? Yeah, it's like Molch. I can't say m- Molch? Yeah, Molch. Molch, yeah. i can say spreche. Spreche. Yeah, I so see you said better than I do. That's true. Okay, like, we're, we're going on on the off. Molch means Newt in English. Because it comes up in conversation all the time. I have incredibly lame German, I must admit. I have really pathetic German, but um, I know the word for Newt. Unfortunately, I can't pronounce it because but how often a conversation Wolf. does Wolf. You know, come
0: up? <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I know. I'm going to hurt you now. <laughs> <laughs> hurt people hurt people, hurt people. Okay, hurt people. we're going to actually move <laughs> on to that one because we could go on forever about that. So, there's the term money corrupts. So, when people suddenly come into a lot of money, do you think it corrupts people? What is your thought on that? I think, oh, that's a really good question. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at you.
1: Miss interviewer? Hey. Uh, No, I don't agree. Um, (laughs) No. No. Uh, I don't believe that money corrupts. I think that money uh, brings up what is internal anyway. So it's sort of like when people become very old, they're filters, <laughs> do they?
0: Do they become very warm? Sometimes they don't.
1: But um. <laughs> my way. <my, my laughs> <my, my laughs> do you have to check on the chicken? Because you didn't put the timer on. Oh, good point. Oh, it'll be fine.
0: Okay. We'll smell burning. Oh. No, I'm. I have a cold. I smell nothing. Oh, all right. Let's pause. Okay. okay. <laughs> We're gonna check on the chicken very quickly.
1: We're back. I forgot to take the lid off the chicken. I don't even really have a roaster, so I have this. That's
0: hilarious. No, we this had a whole cackling moment when Deborah was like, I left the lid on the chicken. It's fine. So it's steamed chicken. I mean, we're not doing turkey because <laughs> turkey's hard to find. Yeah, no and no, turkey's too big for most ovens here. Um
1: so money crops. So money craps is so we're old people. Money <laughs> cracks old people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> pensioners yeah, it's living on severely reduced income. when people become old their filters um disappear. Yeah. And so whatever was in there originally... Sorry, that, that sound?
0: opening some line.
1: It was the sound of a screw-top, because we the eat screw ass no, screw-tops
0: screw top top are the top. best! Yeah, no, screw-tops Okay, we'll talk about that afterwards, go okay. on. Okay.
1: And, um, so, um, uh, I think whatever is in somebody to begin with mm-hmm. is brought out in certain circumstances. So, if you're a nasty, evil human being, and... Um, you become old, then you lose your filters, then you're a nasty, evil... Or you're just influencer. tired of
0: people's shit.
1: Yeah, I get that at forty. I mean, at 32, which was a year ago. And, mm-hmm. um, but... Yeah, I know people... I've met many, 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 many people in my 12 years of life. And I've worked 19 years total mm-hmm. in the hotel business. And I saw, I met people who were very powerful. And the hotel that I worked at for the previous 10 years before I moved to Austria, um, at that time was a top hotel in Canada. Mm. And um, so I, and we specialize in the film industry. So Hollywood North, many Mm. Hollywood films are actually filmed in Vancouver for a number of reasons. One of which is the constant cloud cover. Mm. So you don't have issues with, um harsh shadows when you film outside Mm -hmm. also the Canadian government gave tax breaks and also the other reason was because there's a a fantastic secondary industry in Vancouver Uh, so when producers and actors and directors came out from LA to film in Vancouver uh, they didn't have the issue of of um, needing to bring up full crews for the lighting electricity all
0: of that in we don't have we're not
1: starstruck no to go out there, money, correct. Yeah, so I met, and Toba has heard this many times before because um, I had the observation or the opportunity to meet and interact with some of the world's most famous faces and the people behind them. And uh, also their, I was going to say also their bodies, and not just their faces. I didn't <laughs> interact with their bodies, I interacted with their voices and their faces. Good to know. Good to know. Um, And I also met people who were fantastically wealthy and spectacularly wealthy. And also, yeah, I just met a lot of very famous and very powerful people, and not only Hollywood, but also politicians Mm -hmm. and also um, world leaders and so on. And I discovered through a lot of observation that some very wealthy people were complete jerks. Yeah. And some were very wealthy people were amazing, interesting, curious, engaged, uh, thoughtful human beings. Mm-hmm. And I met some poorer people yeah. who, well, middle class, but compared to our usual guests, very poor. Um, so, much richer than me still. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that there were People who would come in for the once a year wedding anniversary mm-hmm. or once every year, five years because mm-hmm. that's all they could afford at our hotel, and a very special evening that have dinner and mm-hmm. and um, stay in a luxury hotel overnight and yeah. you know, leave the next day. And some of these average people mm-hmm. were jerks. Yeah. And some of these right. average people were engaged, yeah. interested, curious, charming, thoughtful. Yeah. Um and I was unaware that prior to that I had believed, but was not aware of having believed mm-hmm. that money does make people happier. I think more Simpson. Yeah. And I, actually I think it was Marge who said um, that rich people are just like you and me, but better. <laughs> and uh, but they're not. And uh, I flashed back to the O. J. Simpson trial and what was her <laughs> it was total random. Random. But I thought about this a lot while I was dealing with pleasant and less pleasant guests. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman who oh good grief now, I can't remember. Her Marsha name. Clark? No. Um, the woman who no. was the psychologist or psychiatrist, I forget which, who was in charge of jury selection. Oh uh, by uh, okay. hiring. You
0: should sure we're gonna watch people versus OJ. Is that many? Oh my goodness, yes,
1: do yes. okay. it. Yeah. Tragedy of
0: justice. Tragedy of justice.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, and whatever her name was, she was in charge of jury selection, mm. and she had it on average, um, and she was hired by the side that acquitted OJ. Yeah. So she was successful in her job, despite the result. Mm. But anyway, but her task was to, to um, assess and She had about ten minutes per person, and mm-hmm. she wrote a book about this later, mm-hmm. about how she mm-hmm. was able to assess which way somebody would vote mm-hmm. in potentially a year mm-hmm. based on her observations and um, predictors of behavior. Mm-hmm. And one of the predictors, there were, I think, three, it's been, it was probably 20 years ago that I wrote the book, so, I mean, that's why I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Again, I'd love to reread that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about that um, happiness mm-hmm. in your job is one of the greatest predictors of future behavior with somebody. And I thought about that a lot mm-hmm. when I'm meeting people who are not fitting the mold of money to go back to your car. Yeah. Um, that money buys happiness mm-hmm. or brings happiness. Yeah, And um, that certainly has proved through in my experience. Mm-hmm. So... I think miserable people will or be just miserable, miserable with more money, and happy people are just happier with more money.
0: I, I totally agree. I think there's a situation... I think there's a... Sorry, can I interrupt? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've <laughs> ever asked you for.
1: Um, I think there is a, a baseline to that. If you can't feed your children, if you are... Certain um, needs have to be covered before you can... Yeah. base the base of Maslow has been covered, mm. then... Uh, in the hierarchy of needs then then we can talk about this yeah. but but we're talking middle class and upper class yeah. and we're not talking about yeah. uh, people who are truly impoverished I
0: think if you're going to be unhappy you're going to find any kind of reason to be unhappy I think you're going to look for anything that will make you unhappy mm-hmm. I think that money doesn't solve it but money does help in certain situations money
1: does, money's a buffer and I thought yeah. about this um, well i thought about this a lot uh, there's a great number of problems that can be solved very, very easily mm-hmm. by throwing money at it. Yes. And I was thinking about this in university, and for any Europeans listening who get free university, this doesn't apply, but for North America, university is expensive, and, um, what was my point? I started thinking about, <laughs> my brain went off in a tangent of thinking how much I would love free university.
0: Yeah. Um... Oh, good grief! Okay, well sure, I, I think I have ADHD. I will bring it. Okay, I'll 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 try to center a little bit because I think about how money, especially. Oh, know, friend, that's sorry. Go on. Yeah, I got a okay, point. Okay, go, go back. back to the, the point. Do I no, me? you go. Okay, no, I think money has become in many situations kind of a. I mean, we're living in an age where the more you have, but then we're going back to minimal, minimalism. We're going back and forth. It's so minimal she can't say the word. I am minimal. Minimal. I was very lucky growing up. I had a very privileged upbringing, but I'm very happy that pretty much from the age of 19, did it on my own and worked very hard. Um, but it does give you that type of confidence in terms of having a very good upbringing or at least having parents who want you to work for something. And I think mm-hmm. that was always very key to my upbringing, was that you had to work hard. No matter what, you had to work hard. And I think that when you see these kind of celebrities... you Jewish. Things, How
1: did you become Protestant?
0: <laughs> <Yes>. Work ethic not? <laughs> no, but Jews have very good work ethic, because we're scared that they're going to take us again. They just keep working. And we're not good athletes. athletes. We're not good athletes. athletes. you got to be a lawyer. A you said you loved
1: sports. To
0: watch it, I'm not
1: going to do them.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I think um, there's this really interesting philosophy when they talk about child stars or like celebrities. The age that you suddenly hit fame is the age you stop growing.
1: Yeah, I, and really I,
0: think, that. I think that's very true. I think about child stars, unless they have a very strong family. family. But I mean, there's the Hollywood scandals right now. I mean, the things that people have gone through for fame is horrific. So, um, talk about your buffer. And then we'll move on to the next point. Uh, when I was uh, completely impoverished in university,
1: I was visiting a sister, and um, I was driving RJ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: RJ was a car. RJ probably still is a car. RJ had all sorts of issues. Anyway. <laughs> and I, as a result, I wasn't, I was never 100% sure that RJ would get me home. And um, R.J. was a 1980 Camaro. Boom,
0: he was he was he was an ugly ugly car. Yeah. Anyway, but a good car. Teenage
1: did. boys and old men. Hey, hey. And police. Police pulled me over all the time. Thought like the car. You no, know, they thought I was I'd be like haggard, looking matronly, exhausted mm-hmm. after work. And as soon as they saw my face, they'd be like. Thanks, ma'am. Move along. If on. you're not a drug dealer. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> she looks grumpy and exhausted. Actually, a drug dealer would be probably the better car, but whatever. Exactly. <laughs> much you know, better car.
1: Uh-huh. East. I, and I, didn't, I, did I did have a drunk dealer.
0: <laughs> I was going over the Broad Street Bridge one
1: day, very late at night after an exhausting shift at work, and uh, police pulled me over because uh, uh, it was a weekend, and so they were doing the drunk driving checks, and they are like, have you had anything to, to drink today, ma'am? And I'm like, I just came from work, and believe me, I'm going to have something to drink tonight, and, but I haven't yet, but believe me, I will, and <laughs> he just laughed and let me go move along. Anyway, it was a good So, where was I? <laughs> a squirrel, and no, I, you're talking like, oh, poverty, by. okay, so I'm at my sister's place, in, and uh, I have to rely on RJ to get me home, and I'm not 100% sure that RJ is going to be the man for the job, yeah. or the car for the job. And I thought about how in a situation like this, as a young woman alone, mm-hmm. in an unreliable car, mm-hmm. driving an hour, hour and 15 mm-hmm. to get home, late at night, yeah, um, if something goes wrong, I'm screwed. And this is in the, you know, long before you were born, um, <laughs> child, um, yes, I am. there were no cell phones. Yeah, And... I didn't have
0: a cell phone
1: until I was (laughs) eighteen. This (laughs) is where Deborah rolls her eyes. I had my first cell phone at age thirty four. Okay. No,
0: I was thirty six when I got my first cell phone. Okay. Well. No, Excellent. No, I had my dad's old like Motorola. That was the embassy phone, but that was. That's like the size of my radiator. It was huge. It was like the huge flip phone. I yeah, I probably had brain cancer from it. Anyway, go on. Yeah. And I thought this is where
1: money is a buffer. Yeah. Um, it is not, it doesn't make you happier or not happier, but it is a buffer against Mm -hmm. inconveniences and, uh, potential dangers. And RJ did get me home, although I was speeding wildly and went through a speed trap. I saw the flash of the camera (laughs) and I was paranoid for Mm -hmm. three weeks until thinking I'm going to get that ticket in the mail. And I realized the flash came from the opposite direction (laughs) and they (laughs) weren't. RJ could fly. Yeah. A colleague of mine used to say that that car can pass anything on the road, on the road, except a gas station. <laughs> <laughs> and that was so true. I used to find all sorts of obnoxious things in my inbox at work, like um, these wine dancing things and and uh, um, like yeah, and this these bottle things. Oh, bottle so heads. Heads. No, not just bubble heads. Like this, these fabric. Bobbles, uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about,
0: about 1800s, <laughs> <laughs> right, I had my first, I
1: didn't have my first cell phone until 18, yeah. she says, yeah, well, then, come on, come on, right. come okay, on. so, does money buy happiness, no, I don't believe that at no, all, but I think it was, the buffer, against money corrupt, well, <laughs>
0: that's what's saying, um, I,
1: I think, um, it's this, I think power can corrupt, mm-hmm. I think money can corrupt. I think a lot of things can corrupt, but I think it depends on the person's, regardless of how they were raised, rich, poor, middle mm-hmm. class, anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. I think it's it depends on on their core.
0: Yeah, and their core value. No, I totally agree. I think you can have people who grew up in poverty and they come into a lot of money and they're still amazing people, or you can have somebody who's super rich and can be an asshole it, it's, it's all one of these it's um, based on the person but I think that's an interesting thing that when people get angry that somebody has money it depends I don't think anybody owes anybody things but I think if you're very well off you should do more but that's a whole different political conversation and it's yes. something I'm, we're not going to yeah. get into today. we'll get into it when next. we're at our next podcast <laughs> next, next podcast Okay, next question. Um Well this is it's more I like this quote. It says Quotation. Quotation. Quote is a verb. Uh, <gasps> uh, such a nerd. Okay, so you get the face you deserve at fifty. Ah! <laughs> is that because you can afford plastic surgery? You? Yeah, exactly. I get Botox. No, you get the face you deserve at fifty. This is a very interesting thing that I've heard in the past. What do you think?
1: Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. No, I like that. Yeah. I want the face I deserve at 50. Yeah. I deserve a gorgeous face. Gorgeous.
0: <laughs> facelift. I would facelift.
1: Um, I think you get the face you deserve a lot earlier than 50, but definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know... And I'm not talking sunscreen here because yeah. I i
0: have got some. No, But I'm saying. But um, I think it's a very. I think. Okay, can I tell you a little story? No. I'm <laughs> going to tell you. You got to <laughs> check on the chicken.
1: The <clears> throat> 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 she distracts me because I'm highly distractible. Yeah. And uh. No, actually, I don't want school to that. Yeah, and I, I don't
0: want this catch on fire. Um. Oh come on! ahead okay. Go on. go on with the story.
1: <laughs> As she distracts me from the story, yeah. I don't remember what it was.
0: Okay, well I'm moving on. No. I'm gonna tell you okay. about how I interpret this. I think okay. it's not about the face you deserve. The face you deserve at fifty, because I think about laugh lines. Well right. I think about the way you look and when you meet somebody who has had a life, even if it's hard, you can see when somebody is older that they've lived a certain life whether it's a hard life or an easy life, but how they've approached that life. And I think that is a very... I'd like to think that if there's somebody who's not a good person, <laughs> that at 50, their face explodes. Dorian is not, Gray. <laughs> yeah, and their face explodes. No, that there's this type of thing that... Even people that are considered, I think, maybe empirically beautiful, when you get to know... That, like, every friend that I have that I'm close to, I'm like, she's gorgeous and beautiful. You're Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gorgeous. Just... But this is the thing. She has to say that. No, no, but I but I look at my friends and I think, oh, you're absolutely gorgeous. And people who maybe I'm not super fond of, I think even if there would be supermodels, you're not attractive to me because there's that, everything else behind it. And I think at 50, you have very much lived a life. And it's an indication of who you are as a person. So how do you interpret it?
1: Um, Botox aside, mm-hmm. um, I, th- I do agree, and this brings me back to the story I was going to tell you. I was taking Pam <laughs> to the airport at a horrible time in the morning, and I was on the Chanel coming home, mm-hmm. and, uh, Pam was a dear friend of mine from Canada who came for a visit and we had a wonderful time, and, uh... So, I didn't have time to go home after taking her to the airport, so I went straight from the airport to school. And um, so then there was, I was reading messages on my phone and I was smiling because they were very funny and sweet. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm reading and I'm smiling, and I become aware of eyes on me. And it was the. Secret- she was naked. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. And uh, so. It was the seats on the Sheldon that face each other. Mm-hmm. And I looked up and there was um, a guy in working clothes. So he obviously was a physical workman of some type. He was in the whole, you know, I don't know, painter, carpenter, something, labor clothing. <laughs> and he was balding, he had a bit of a paunch. Mm-hmm. Um, unless he had like incredibly long legs uh, that I couldn't see because they were wrapped, you know, three times underneath the post of the seat. He mm-hmm. was rather short. And, um, but he, I looked up and he was looking at me, smiling down at my phone. Mm-hmm. And creep. <laughs> I mean, I would be a little concerned. Mm-hmm. If I saw him on the street or normally on the Uban mm-hmm. or the Schnumber or whatever, I would think. Nothing to look at. Yeah. But the expression on his face—he um, had such a kind face—and again, mm-hmm. not particularly. He would look twice in the street, you know, okay. really.
0: But it no, was on the S. reading my phone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> he had these <laughs> wonderful
1: around. laugh lines around his eyes. Yeah. And he, he had a slight smile as he looked at me. And he was enjoying the fact that I was enjoying my phone, but there was nothing creepy about it. It wasn't. Toh was looking at me like
0: creep. Run away. <laughs> Are we safe? Double off the door. <laughs> totally it's right. Vienna. You don't talk to strangers. I would hold. I hold keys between my fingers and be like, yeah, you want to look at my phone again? I'm gonna kick the shit out oh, of you. No, he wasn't right. looking at my
1: phone. He was across from me. I'm looking at my phone. Lots. Yeah, I don't like people staring at me.
0: Anyway, he wasn't looking at me.
1: But I thought, okay, speaking of the face that you deserve at 50, he probably was mid 50s, and. Um, but he has style. all of these, <laughs> la- he had all of these uh, laugh lines yeah. and the creases around his eyes. Mm-hmm. And this is why I would probably be vulnerable to a serial killer, because
0: as long as he had beautiful like laugh lines oh, no, around his especially eyes. sociopaths don't laugh very much. Okay. Don't um, worry, you're fine. But I, I get to meet them first. And then okay, okay all <laughs> right. Then. But anyway,
1: like somebody who's not
0: classically attractive and yet...
1: You could read such... Um, what kindness in the... And, and I'm very partial to laugh lines. Yeah. And I think um, when somebody's eyes are smiling at you, yeah, it's very different than if they're just giving you a...
0: Or it's cataracts.
1: But or <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> the other. It, one time I was looking in the mirror in university, and a friend was over at the time. We were about to go out. I think I was putting on lipstick or something, and I, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I said... I have kind, kind eyes, eyes, but a cruel mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cruel mouth,
0: but, but kind
1: eyes. eyes. So you, the face you deserve,
0: yeah, I think you do. I think you do, and I think, but I think as as women, as we've talked about this many times, is that you. I mean, Danny DeVito. Because Julie led. What? Jolene Lede. Jolene what?
1: Julie lead.
0: Jolie what? Led. <laughs> what?
1: She took French. Jolie led. He got laid. Oh, uh, for peace! <laughs> I didn't focus <laughs> in French. Apparently not. No, no I French It's French the teacher. concept of somebody or something that is so ugly it's attractive. It's like Gerard Depardieu.
0: Okay, it's still not attractive. But yes, you know,
1: but he drinks like four bottles of wine a day. What?
0: Yeah. Oh, I'll, t- I'll send you the articles. disgusting. Okay. Anyway, sex symbol in France, but we don't no, know why. No, he's not anymore. No, he's in Russia now. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good for him. So four bottles good of for vodka. Head. No wine. Um. so we're going to do one more question and then take a break so we have to check on the food and then I'm going to tell you a true crime story but that will be later So oh, I can't wait because you don't know I love true crime, no, this one's crime I'm, I'm, I've read, read I've listened to four of the Laugham, Pickton. the Picton Pig Pick Farmer the uh-huh. last podcast on the left which is very hardcore but this one is something that you're going to love so much because I've been hooked on the story for the last year But before that. And you've never mentioned it before, like you don't like mashed potatoes. I can't get over that. I hate mashed potatoes. It's just baby food. Just, why mush it? Why mush it? Just keep it solid. I just don't understand. Potatoes raw. No, no, I I don't even like potatoes that much. That's probably the issue. French fries? Okay. Those are potatoes? Yeah, but they have to be crispy. I ate most of your potatoes, your french fries last week. Exactly. I'm like, I I think I like them, and then I eat them, I'm like, ah. Works for me, order them all the time. I'll do that with tomatoes too. (laughs) Great. Okay, so last question before we take a break. This is fun. So, you have a time machine. You can go back in time at any time, any historical Roaring twenties. I think you said (laughs) Roa. Roaring twenties. Yes, thank you for the articulation, Tova. You're welcome. So, why the roaring twenties? See, ours for
1: me. Right. The roaring twenties. The roaring twenties because of the fabulous flapper thing. I totally don't have a flapper body that I would affect it. No, no, but you and nobody dresses like twelve and they're a boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> as I mentioned before, I'm the humor of a twelve-year-old boy. So, um, yeah, I love. Like, I think about not only the 20s, actually, turn of the century as well, mm-hmm. and, um, I, not of the last century, that was all y, uh, Y2K and chaotic and <laughs> We've whatever. been there, we don't have to go no, back. but, the, uh, the fantasy outlet yeah, from 1890 uh, to about 1910, but also mm-hmm. I would extend that to the 1920s, the early 20s, and, um close. What mm-hmm. can I say? And I like the, um, I think about, uh, the salons in Paris and I mm-hmm. think about the, um, well, actually I think about that Woody Allen movie, to be honest, um, which, um, uh, Midnight uh, oh, in, in, I mean, in yes. Paris. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. I love that movie. Toby just gave me a thumbs down. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> anyway, I've talk about that for ages. Um, no, I think it would be that, because exactly. I like the, uh, there was a sense of, you know, polio and excitement at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> was good and, time. Uh, But the, the I could also do the late 1800s, mm-hmm. uh, as long as I was rich and British. Um, you have to be rich in all of those scenarios. There's no way. No, that yeah. I no, mean, right. I, I, middle ages, as I, hope I'm a serf? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah invited Mr. Collins. Did I tell you that I want that t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> okay. For those of you who don't know, you're illiterate. Um, don't insult the people. Don't insult the listeners. Don't insult the listeners. Remember your audience. Um, Mr. Collins was this one set to inherit uh, the household of the Bennets. Mm-hmm. After Mr. Bennet, who Shuffle off the mortal coil, and Mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, so there's a great t-shirt out there that says who invited Mr. Bennett, because Mr. Bennett is, not Mr. Bennett, who invited Mr. Collins, Mr. Collins. Can you tell everybody
0: the t-shirt I made you (laughs) years ago? (laughs) I still have that t-shirt. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't fit, because you chose, like, what,
1: extra small, and I take not extra small. Okay. But But it's a great t-shirt. So, Joe and I were (laughs) walking around the ring, and this was... When we first got to know each other, it was like from 2007. Yeah. And so we were walking around the ring, which is this beautiful ring road in Vienna around the old district, the the city center. And it's gorgeous. And we were talking about needy people. And (laughs) even then we were assholes. (laughs) Even then we were assholes. (laughs) And I, I said, I've learned to avoid the needy
0: and Toby burst out laughing and said
1: spoken like a true Christian <laughs> <laughs> that following Christmas I received a t-shirt with the words I quote in quotation marks I've learned to avoid the needy <laughs> Deborah Castle the
0: Christian two th- yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is this was back when t-shirt designs in Vienna cost a oh, fortune yeah. I think I spent like 40 euros on that Oh stupid t-shirt shirt. well I still have it <laughs> With all my and decluttering, I
1: have <laughs> not gotten rid of that t It'll eventually, if I never get into it, which is just I make a pillow like about it. I'm gonna make a pillow about a pill it, it is the best thing ever. All
0: right, so we're gonna take a quick break, check on the food, and then we'll be back for my true, 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 true crime, true crime story that you're gonna love. All right, are you sure you're gonna, you're gonna love it? Will I sleep tonight? Will I double lock the doors? No, it's not that time for true you know. True crime, where it's like a revenge fantasy or what? Okay. No, you're gonna love it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so we're back. We're waiting for the chicken to brown, and then what are we doing? We are putting putting in the cornmeal muffins. Perfect. Honey, cinnamon cornmeal muffins. Totally and yummy. yummy. And then the potatoes will go in right at the end. Stuffing is still in the crock pot. Everything's ready to go. So, no, so, oh, gravy sauce. No, I gotta make gravy still. But oh I'm yeah. Be five minutes. So, are you ready for my true crime story? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Bring it. All right. Even though Deborah does not like true crime stories. I hate them. But this one you're going to love. So, this is a case that I've been fascinated with for about a year or so. Because I read a BuzzFeed article. And it was actually really well written. And it is the case that's been covered by one of my favorite podcasts, My Favorite Murder. But before I had heard that episode, I'd actually read the BuzzFeed article And I sent it to my mother because I was like, this is incredible. It's an amazing story. So it's the case of Dee Dee Blanchard and Gypsy Rose. Ah, I know the story. Did I tell you the story already? I read the story. But tell me. Okay, tell me again. Okay. so middle of June
1: 2015,
0: on Facebook. Sicily. No. No. On Facebook, there's a post from... Dee Blanchard, who at that time is probably in her, I think, early 50s, and her Facebook update says, the bitch is dead. dead. Mm
1: -hmm. Did I ever tell you this? Yeah, you did, but it's such a good story. Okay, yeah. Are
0: you sure? Yeah. I
1: must have told... ah,
0: Damn it. No, I read it, and then you told me about it. I'm still obsessed with it. Okay, so... No, and now I can't tell it, because I wanted you to be shocked. I'm shocked. No, because I told Garen about it last night. He was like, The door's alarmed. alarmed. I'm alarmed. So pretty much, I'll, then I'll condense it. So Facebook update says the bitch is dead. Um, she squealed like a pig or something awful, and everybody was like, you've been hacked. This doesn't make any sense. This is not typically you. So people in the neighborhood were super concerned, so they went uh, to the house, and thinking she, something has happened, she'd been hacked. What's going on? Finally, they get a search warrant. The police go in. They find the body of the mother, Dee Blanchard, stabbed to death. Of course, her daughter at the time when they thought was 17 was missing. And they look everywhere, her wheelchair is still there. She has a child with special needs who has to live in a wheelchair. Who at the time apparently has leukemia, asthma, uh, muscular dystrophy, and the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. So they're thinking the daughter has also been, been kidnapped Probably dead. She needs When she hasn't by proxy. That's not the story yet. Oh, okay. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. So everyone's freaking out. They can't find the daughter. So suddenly a neighbor comes forward and says, Gypsy Rose, the daughter, had a boyfriend online. And so the police who are Who able. doesn't? Who doesn't? So a girl who the mental capacity of age seven and is in a wheelchair and has a boyfriend. <sighs> I was in love with a guy named Jack. I went to his birthday party. We were fine. Yeah. I think I was in love with Jack to get really good toys. Yeah. So, everyone finds love. So, everyone's freaking out because they think that something's happened to the daughter. It's this crazy you search, and then they find videotapes of, from a gas station of Gypsy Rose walking, and everyone thought she was Will. She's a out. So they start uh, looking to the case, and they actually find Gypsy Rose and her boyfriend. He admits to murdering the mother. And it turns out that Gypsy Rose was a victim of Munchausen by proxy, which is a situation where the mother will do something to their children so that they get the sympathy. And it goes back to when Gypsy Rose was just an infant. So Dee Dee, the mother... Had had an affair, or not an affair, she was 24, and she slept with a 17-year-old guy. Ew. Gross. Got pregnant with Gypsy Rose. She named the child Gypsy, because she liked that name. And Rose comes because the 17-year-old boyfriend at the time liked uh, Guns N' Roses. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. So, of course, a 17-year-old marrying a 24-year-old, it didn't last long. And then... Quite soon afterwards, suddenly the daughter had issues, and when she was in the hospital taking care of her kid, I think Dee Dee started to notice that people were paying attention to her. So, kept going on and on and on. 2000, I think, was it? When was it? 2007 when Katrina hit New Orleans. Dee Dee was being uh, was she said she lost her home and lost all her medical records. So there was no proof of a birth certificate. All this, and then she was um, brought to Missouri, and suddenly everybody gave her money and support because she had a very severely disabled child, who had lots of surgery, because Dee Dee said she had leukemia and this, and she would. Sorry, fine. No. No place. No. I'm just thinking, where? What kind of doctors are these? Well, and there yeah. were only two doctors that said she's fine. But otherwise, Didi would pinch Gypsy Rose to say, act like you're not okay. And apparently the daughter, Gypsy Rose, taught herself to read through Harry Potter books. As one should. I love Harry Potter. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> if you're going to teach
1: yourself how to read, read a well-written book like the Harry Potter books. Thank I God. I was Fifty Shades of
0: Grey. Ew. So she... Or Harlequin Romances. At least she couldn't read, so the mom would give her medication she didn't need. She lost a lot of her teeth. Cool. She was on Make a Wish Foundation. She went to Disneyland. She went everywhere. The neighbors pitched in and pitched in and got her a van that had wheelchair accessibility, put a ramp. She also got the house from Habitat for Humanity, like just milked the system. And she said that she never. So a lot of people asked afterwards, like, why did do doctors not see that this is, you know, the long story of this, and she said, all my records were lost to Katrina, so there was just all these lies so kind of, there's an update coming up so, Gypsy Rose has a boyfriend who she's been communicating with for a few years, and also probably has some mental issues that's, come, that's kind of come out she's convinced him to come and save her, and then he ends up stabbing Damien. Okay. As Dixie Rose hid in the bathroom, because he even said to her, Go in the bathroom, you don't need to witness this and hear this. When she's finally caught, it becomes very clear that she's not mentally disabled, she doesn't have any illnesses, and she can walk So she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. And there's an interview coming up with Dr. Phil. And one of the craziest things is that the father of Gypsy Rose thought she was mentally disabled this whole time and had been paying Dee Dee, the mother, $1,200 a month for child support. Crazy case.
1: Crazy. hmm. I can't wait for that interview.
0: Yeah, apparently it's coming out next week, and I am mm-hmm. desperate to see it. I mean, not a big fan of Dr. Phil, but I think that this will be quite Asking. What are your thoughts on the whole case? Like, I don't think she should have been in prison for 10 years.
1: I well, just 10 years in prison, I don't, I don't know the U.S. legal system. I don't know what... I don't like think that. she should be in prison. She, uh, was, uh, she was a
0: victim. She's a victim of...
1: It depends where you lay the blame. Cool. So, the boyfriend did the killing. Yes. So, she's not accessory maybe but not she wasn't being oh, I think
0: she was complicit in trying to escape yes but what are but the circumstances of her being trapped should
1: she be in prison I think she needs more psychological care and uh, psychiatric care than, and she's than 23 prison. right now
0: and she thought she was 16 because her mother lied about her age yeah oh <laughs> that, <would be laughs> that little chicken. bus is the chicken so I'll pause for a second so that was the DD Jits story. We just did a whole conversation on our own about this because it's
1: utterly fascinating. And uh, there have been many situations um, that are, have been in the news over the years about um, when victims turn on their oppressors. And so yeah. in this case, it it's unfortunate that the boyfriend got involved and um, mm-hmm. did the actual killing. like obviously if you meet somebody online and they offer to kill your mother, I mean yeah, you know, maybe heads up. Heads up, but heads up. It's, right just, like,
0: it's just so heartbreaking. And as I said to you when we weren't taping about how I, I have a child with special needs. And for somebody to and for somebody to fake that is horrific. It's horrific. It's heartbreaking and I just it makes me so mad. So I'm thinking you this woman used so many of her neighbors for their sympathy and empathy. Well, she abused people's good nature. And that is to me horrific. So that's the story. And I urge everybody to check out the Buzzfeed article because it's one of the best articles I've ever read. And also there's the Dr. Phil interview coming up. And if somebody has a link to that, please send it to me. And before we eat, which will be in another 25 minutes, we've been doing wine and talking, let's quickly talk about what we're thankful for, because it's okay. it's Thanksgiving.
1: Well, I am thankful for a number of things. On a serious note, I wanted to talk about this Shades tour of Vienna. hmm And uh, I went with our mutual friend Astrid, who's mm-hmm. a religion teacher at, at the school that I work at, and she has a um, wonderful gift for... Um, making our students aware of social issues, and and um, also she's a gifted teacher. But in any case, um, so the two of us took a group of students to, and they're equivalent of grade 11, mm-hmm. on a tour called Shades Tour of Vienna, mm-hmm. and it's about the situation of the, the homeless. Mm-hmm. And our guide was Dieter. And he had been homeless himself for eight months. He had been in the military. He had been uh, actually in public relations with the military. And he had specialized in Air Force. And uh, a very interesting man. Mm -hmm. And I asked him at one point, even though the teacher was in German, um, it was clear that he spoke English because the group of us were speaking English together, as they have to with their English teacher, Mm -hmm. um, beforehand. And so he said, oh, are we doing this in English? And I said, no, we can do it in German. Mm-hmm. Other than he slipped into dialect at a few points, and I missed a couple of key points, but um, he, he himself, homeless, you <laughs> can't remember <you> Yeah, <know, laughs> He had been um, homeless for eight months out of a circumstance where he had left the military after um, quite a long time. <clears throat> and uh, when he came back, um, to Vienna, uh, he was nursing his ill wife mm. until she passed, and uh, but the apartment wasn't her name, and he didn't have any pension, mm. and he was not allowed to keep the apartment. So uh, he, he was homeless through no fault of his own, and he uh, doesn't have any drug or alcohol issues, mm-hmm. and he also um, commented that many of the homeless in Vienna do not, indeed and alcohol can play a a part Mm -hmm. and drugs can play a part but um, it was eye-opening it was interesting Mm -hmm. and I highly, highly recommend it so going back to what we're thankful for um, when I think about various issues that I have and have to deal with Mm -hmm. um, not all, but certain Issues of mine that I get worked up over mm-hmm. are actually very first world problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, up into India, up into Africa, and uh, in both cases on um, sort of holidays. But when we look at what we really have, mm-hmm. I don't haul water. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about uh, clothes on my back. I don't worry about getting sick and, and not being able to afford healthcare. Because we live in Austria and we're Canadian as well, so even if I lived in Canada, it would not be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so I'm I'm grateful in general for the state of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also uh, very grateful for. And I don't mean this in a Sucky airy fairy way, but I'm grateful for freedoms. Mm-hmm. And uh, although I said I would have loved to live in the growing twenties because the clothes are fabulous. yes, and, I'm and the parties i like, make an excellent flopper. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think we have, uh, so many advantages by being women born in this particular, time. Mm. And there's a long way to go, but I'm very yeah. grateful for that. Yeah, I'm also. Very grateful for work I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Could pay me a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I love my work. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the Sunday night dreads mm-hmm. of, oh, tomorrow's work. Mm-hmm. I have the Sunday night dreads of, why did I open this book at 10 o'clock at night thinking I'd read one paragraph? Yeah, And, you know, three in the morning, I'm like, I should go to bed. I have yeah. to get up in three hours. But you don't but dread going into work. I hotel. don't dread going into yeah. work. And uh, I really enjoy my work, and I think that is something that a lot of people can't say. Yeah. I'm also very grateful for having lived in two of the cities which repeatedly show up in the top uh, one to five um, standards, standards, standards of, of living with a Mercer stand- quality of life living. Of quality of life living. <laughs> <laughs> me, speak, me speak English um uh quality of life survey and uh so I am really grateful for that. I'm also grateful and again this is um not some what well, sounds very okay it's very fairy. I'm grateful for friends and mm-hmm. the, the reason I am <laughs> grateful for Toba <laughs> um last week mm-hmm. I have a, a Wednesday night mm-hmm. ladies group. Mm-hmm. And every Wednesday, a group of six uh, women come to my house, and so there's seven of us total, and we started reading the Happiness Project. To the love, scratching, and um, uh, we were, we had American Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. American Canadian Thanksgiving. So we actually had a turkey, and um, It happened to be a time when I didn't have school, so I spent all day cooking, and and it was a wonderful evening. But uh, the member of the Wednesday Night Ladies who was leading the discussion that night uh, Mm -hmm. asked, what inhibits your happiness, and Mm -hmm. what are you grateful for? And um, what inhibits happiness for me was I wrote down that limits to my freedom. Mm-hmm. limits to feeling like I have choice mm-hmm. and uh, anything that can, tries to control or limit my freedoms and that's a luxury mm-hmm. and so I'm very grateful for it and there was another thing that one of the other women had commented on when we were talking about we are grateful but can we be happier mm-hmm. and in, in mm-hmm. line with the movement mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but Somebody had written on what she is thankful for. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, there are people in my life who know me fully. Mm -hmm. And I found that that wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I have... um, Many people in my life who know me fully and seem to like me anyway. Yeah, or they pretend. Yeah, debatable, they
0: pretend. Debatable.
1: But when, <laughs> when somebody, you know, I was um, telling some friends earlier today that um, I, in the past, have shown up at Toba's house in my pajamas with a big coat and boots <laughs> and just hung out in my PJs. And um, I have duvet days occasionally. I try to have more of them where I try to exempt myself from all work and obligations and yeah. just do whatever brings me it's pleasure. And I have to do. crafts I enjoy and yeah. I have reading that I enjoy just to once in a while just say, okay, work has ended. Yeah. And I'm just going to spend the day drinking coffee in bed mm-hmm. and relaxing. And I thought about this uh, very often about uh, since, mm-hmm. since the American Thanksgiving, early American Thanksgiving, and this friend has written... Um, on her comment about what she's really grateful for, mm-hmm. uh, friends who know you fully, people who know you fully,
0: and, and this
1: is, yeah. this is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I have family who knows who know me fully. Not all of them, yeah. but, um, but it's
0: very but freeing.
1: It's, it's so freeing. freeing. Yeah, yeah. You can be yourself. You can well. There's been more than one occasion where I've yanked uh, jeans over pajamas and put on a <laughs> sweatshirt over
0: my T-shirt. And, yeah, but you can be... that wants to meet a friend. But that's, honest, but but that's, that's a, a gift. It's, it's a gift, and I think I've said it a million times before, if you ever... Just be who you are. There's always going to be somebody out there who appreciates who you are.
1: Yeah, and fakeness uh, and, and fakeness fakeness
0: catches up to you.
1: Yes, and it's um, people who need to be somebody who they aren't I think that is um it's sad not everybody who's met me likes me although that's hard to believe (laughs) Uh,
0: but that doesn't matter no it doesn't authenticity matters it does and I think I mean I've said it a million times before that you just if you ever want to really find happiness uh you have to just be you, because if people don't like you, it sucks, and I have moved past my people-pleaser phase. It took me a long time, but, you know, if people don't like me, fuck yourself. Well, fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck yourself. No, it's be a kind person. Be a responsible person. Be a responsible but don't... It's a real gift to meet the right people, and yeah. not everybody has that opportunity, but don't pretend to be somebody else because mm. it's just never going to work out and um, in terms of gratitude I'm grateful for you I'm glad you mm. mentioned it before that you're grateful for me you did it I'm very <laughs> grateful for <laughs> Copa whom I can meet in my pajamas of this and probably yeah. with morning breath and yeah. she still accepts me Deborah's my hair probably one of the few people who has seen me without makeup it was scary it was terrifying. i come here for comfort yeah so, I guess we're going to end the podcast. We've got to eat. And we got food. Happy Thanksgiving to all our American friends. And, and to our Canadian friends. And to our Austrian friends. And all and, and to our Entadonk Fest. And, and Martini Gazel. And uh, as I usually end it. So, thank you, Deborah. My pleasure. Thank you, Tova. She comes and cooks for me, so I'm not going to say no. No, but you did cook tonight. So, I um, as I usually say, as I'm searching desperately for the Mouse. Okay.
1: <laughs> I just mouthed the word toodles because she Toodle. can't remember the No. Parameter. So now I'm going to say toodles.